So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. What's up, Gigging Birds? It's Jared Judge. Welcome to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. All right, I want to tell you, you can have everything that you've ever dreamt of in your music, in your life, in your bank account, if you go all in in the things that you do. I'm sharing this partially to help one specific member of Full-Time Music Academy who's been struggling a little bit with the things that we've been working on, but also because I think it will help everybody, especially in the pursuit of your dreams, right? Like we all have dreams. I don't know when it started for me, but for many people, it started back when you first started learning your instrument or you first heard your favorite musician play on their instrument. And you're like, I want to do that for a living. You know, I don't want to do what I see everybody else do. I don't want to do what my parents are doing to make money. I want to, I want to do that. I want to play music for a living. And maybe if you're retired, you know, this is your retirement gig. I want to spend the rest of my days playing music and do it in a sustainable way that I'm not just, you know, going paycheck to paycheck off of whatever the government or your retirement plan gives you. You want to make some good money doing it. And so you can have all of that, right? And you should have all of that. You deserve to have all of that because I believe that playing music is one of the noblest things you can do. It's one of the best things you can do. It generally doesn't cause any (laughs) political issues. It generally makes people happy or generally it makes people go through the emotional journey that they need to go through. Maybe they do need to feel sad and your music is the only thing that gets them there. You can provide relief to somebody who's in pain that way. And so I believe that But I don't believe that you're just going to get it. I do not believe that it will just happen for you. You guys know this. That's the tagline of this podcast. Your music will not market itself. And so you'll struggle with that. Even if you go on a pursuit to make this happen for yourself, say you identify, you know, corporate events as your go-to market that you're going to make your living with. But you're going to struggle with that if you don't go all in on it, if you hold back. We've talked about pulling your punches here, but I want to go in a different perspective with this. Um, You know, I've been listening to a lot of Alex Hormozzi, who is like a marketing coach. He founded Gym Launch, which is, you know, a 10-figure business. And then he sold it and then started Acquisition.com. And so he has this book. Sorry about that, dog. (laughs) He has this book that I've been reading called $100 Million Leads, which is an amazing book, super actionable. And I love books that are actionable. I don't just like reading fluff. I like to read things that I could do and see if they work firsthand. And I, I'll tell you, I've been going all in on the stuff that Alex has been teaching lately and seeing the results that he's gotten. And so if, like, you know, we we're talking about earlier, say you decided... You're going all in on corporate events 
or say you're going all in on weddings or you're going all in on nonprofit events as the way that you're going to make your living as a musician. What does that mean to go all in? It means that first you need to figure out a strategy. What does all in actually look like? And then you need to deploy that strategy to a T, right? There is no room to be mediocre at this. There is no room to not do the things that the person teaching you uh, suggests. And in my case, you know, I'm using Alex Hormozzi as my teacher here. His tactics, um, I'm, I specifically, I'm in the middle of the cold outreach chapter of $100 million leads. And it says, like, say you're going for wedding planners. First, you got to build a giant list of wedding planners in your area, right? You got to find out who is in this space, who are the players. And I will tell you, even in a populated city like Denver, there are not that many. Um, the list that I just reached out to had about 92 wedding planners on it. Corporations, there are a lot more, but not all of them are corporate event planners. But I'm going to use wedding planners just because it's a little uh, more recent for me. And so there are only about 92 wedding planners here in Denver um, that I wanted to target. And so according to Alex Ramosi, first step is you got to find them, build your list. And this means spending the time and the effort to actually build yourself a spreadsheet or however you want to keep track of it with their names, emails, phone numbers, websites, Facebook pages, Instagram pages, TikTok accounts, etc. And then step two is you got to reach out to them first. Like they're not going to reach out to you. You've got to reach out to them. And Alex and Rosie suggests reaching out via email first because that's not where it ends. He actually breaks it down into problems that you have to solve. Like there are three problems. I don't remember them off the top of my head. I don't have the book right in front of me. Um, I think the first one is you got to know who you're reaching out to, which we've already solved. And then second step is you got to get them to respond to you. You got to get them to actually converse back. And so on the phone, this would look like them picking up and you having a conversation. Now, uh, so this is in the email. Like if you're just cold emailing 92 people, I'll tell you from my experience, cold emailing 92 people yesterday, I think I only got like two responses, which is very low, but you know, Alex prepared me for that, that you're going to get low responses when you start. And then that's where like, we're still solving problem number two, get them to respond to you. Like, do not move on to step three to solve problem three until you get them to respond to you. And he said, this is where like most people fail at this kind of cold outreach because one, it's not personalized, meaning you're just sending a mass email to lots and lots of people and they know that it's not personalized to them. And the second problem is that, well, you emailed them at a time that was not convenient for them, or they get so much spam in their inbox that they don't even read it anymore. Maybe they pawn it off on their assistant or something. And their assistant doesn't know who you are. They're not going to care about you. And so this is where you need to believe two things. One is that you have to believe that each of these leads on your list are real people. And Alex made a great analogy saying like, if you were to reach, like if you wanted to reach your mom, and she didn't pick up the phone, 
what would you do? Like, say you really needed to reach her with something important. Well, would you just give up after the first phone call? No, you'd probably switch to texting her. You'd probably, if you still couldn't reach her, you'd switch to DMing on Instagram. If you still couldn't reach her, you'd probably re- uh, resort to, I don't know, uh, reaching out to your dad or some, her neighbor. Say, hey, is mom okay? And so the lesson there is like, don't just stop at one communication method. That is where people tend to fail. And if you could switch to multiple communication methods and really treat these people as people that you have to reach. And if you do the second thing that I was about to share, which is you really have to believe that you're worth their time, right? Don't just give up. Don't go into this with the mindset that like, hey, I'm just bothering these corporate event planners or these wedding planners uh, with something that really doesn't like, I feel like I'm bothering them. No, we got to, we to cut that mindset out. We got to really feel like what I'm doing is providing them an invaluable service that is better than anything else that they could get. That is the key to getting them the results that they want, right? These wedding planners, they really care about the events that they put on. They want them to be fantastic start to finish. And I believe that I am the key to that. Uh, and I believe that in my area, I am the best option for them, right? Of course, they could go and hire uh, a DJ, but is that really the best option for them? I don't believe so, because a DJ is just so expected. It's so cookie cutter that it's really going to not leave a lasting impression on their guests. So definitely live music. But then why are you uniquely qualified for that? I know that my service, the electric violin with backing tracks, is uniquely qualified because, one, I play music that people love, but two, I provide this exciting live performance aspect where, you know, I'm playing very musically. I know I've gotten lots of feedback that the way that I play is just very musical. It's exciting. It's dynamic. It's People enjoy listening to it and provides that interesting fusion of like a classical style instrument playing modern covers. Also, my stage presence has gotten a lot better. And so I recently got a review from somebody when I did a DJ Fusion gig. I was playing along with a DJ. They reviewed me on my Google business and all my other platforms too, just saying how how much I engaged their crowd on the dance floor. Like she she actually said I was like a master of it, which I thought was a huge compliment. And so that now becomes part of why I'm uniquely qualified to do this, which is I'm engaging. If you're about to have a dance floor that's failing, people would rather just go and drink at the bar rather than get on your dance floor. Well, I'm going to be the guy that rescues that. I'm like John Taffer of Bar Rescue. I'm going to get your dance floor resuscitated. And so that is, you know, getting back to this, you have to believe, one, that you're talking to real humans and you know how to reach real humans and think about it like you have to reach your mom. And two is that you're reaching out to them with something important, something that's going to save their day. It's going to make their job easier. That's going to help them make more money at their job. And so that's solving problem number two of Alex's three problems of cold outreach. First was finding the people to reach out to. Two was getting them to respond. And we solved that by doing a variety of communication methods and by believing so much in what we do that we follow up 
consistently and repeatedly until we get a hold of them. Like, be annoying in the most polite way. <laughs> and then problem three is that once you get a hold of them, then you have to get them to say yes to you. And Alex says the way to do that is by providing an irresistible offer. And so this, this podcast is getting a little bit long, but I'll just go briefly on the irresistible offer I've been making to wedding planners and actually hinted at it several podcast episodes ago. For these wedding planners that I'm reaching out to, they don't know me. They don't like me. They don't trust me. I'm a newbie. They've been working with other musicians for years, possibly even decades. And so how do I Trojan horse my way into their world and get myself to be the go-to that they use for their events? And that is by making an irresistible offer. For the first time I play for them, I'm offering it to be free. And so this is a very bold strategy. And you'll probably be like, what? You're going to play for free? Isn't that against the hypothesis of this? Well, we've chatted about that in this podcast before. I'm going to make them an offer so irresistible that they have to say yes. I'm going to get a gig with these wedding planners years before I would have naturally and organically. Which in turn gives me an opportunity to showcase all those cool things I talked about just before. Which is my unique selling proposition. Why am I the best option for their events. I'm going to show them that in a live situation with minimal risk because they're not putting any money on the line. And it also makes them look like heroes to their clients. Hey, I've got you free live entertainment. How cool am I? And so I'm going to do a great job. They're going to be like, heck yeah, that was awesome. I'm going to have you back at all my other weddings. Like, heck yeah, you do. I designed it that way. So that is... The strategy that, to me, is what going all in on one strategy looks like, cold outreach. And so yesterday I emailed 92 wedding planners. I called about 30 of them. And so I've got 62 more to go in the next couple of days. And that's going to happen uh, today and tomorrow. And from there, it's just a matter of repeating the process. If I still don't reach them by phone, which, you know, not all of them answered their phone partially because it was a federal holiday. I'm sure that contributed to it, my being. Uh, then I'm going to switch communication methods. I'm going to follow them and stalk them on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and submit the contact forms on their website, show up at their places of work. Well, maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but definitely like meet them at networking groups because you know that's another strategy. That's another touch point. Meeting people in person gets you results faster. All right, so that is going all in, and I suggest you can have everything you want in your life by going all in on it, and you got to find the right strategy. Go all in on that strategy. There's no room for just dabbling, and be persistent. Don't just try one thing and consider it doesn't work, and then just give up. Now you got to gotta learn the rest of the strategy, and then you got to follow through on that strategy. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. By the way, if you want to go all in on corporate events, join me for my next corporate event, corporate gig challenge. It is at full-time music cha- uh, fulltimemusicacademy.com slash challenge. And we start soon, so you better register, and I'll see you there. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Gig and Musician Podcast. Remember, your music will not market itself. Bye, everybody. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you like this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes. That will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.